What's up, everyone? You are back with District Baseball as ranking season carries on. Today, we are covering the top 15 outfielders in baseball. So it's going to be a jam-packed episode, a lot to get to, a lot of players to discuss, and some uh, controversy within our rankings as Trey and I have very different rankings this time around. But Trey, what's going on? Nick, we got a comment on a, on one of our top lists that called Uh-oh. us brain dead. So I think we're doing a really good job. Uh, That's how so you know far. you made it. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, that makes me feel the, better. Uh, what was the the point of controversy? Uh, there? It was what we put uh, like, we put a rise. Like... We put Luisa rise over Ozzy Albies, which was one spot ahead. Pretty sure. I mean, yeah, like and like. Okay. Pretty similar <laughs> in terms of numbers. I don't know. It's I don't think we're brain dead for that one. But uh, you know, if you're yeah. if you're pissing some people off, you're probably doing something right. Guess um, what? I I, I mean. I, MLB Network literally left Ozzy Albies out of their top ten completely. They did, yeah. So we got so, that. We, we got that over the uh, the experts. I would say, yeah, yeah. Clearly, like we put Albies too high. Yeah, I, I guess so. That's what I gather. So yeah. uh, I guess we're brain dead for having Albies that high to begin with. Yep. Um, but I found that pretty funny. Um, so yeah, yeah today we're gonna tackle funny. tackle our top fifteen outfielders. We're combining all outfield positions into one list. Makes it a little easier on us, honestly. Um, yeah, and we're going to be you get some good conversations, too, because like the left field, the depth isn't great. But then you get to like right field and you're just like, holy hell. And plus, mm-hmm. a lot of these guys, they'll play center for 40 games and right field for 60 games and then DH. So it's just it's easier to do all outfielders. Yeah. So we're going to be starting uh, like we've been doing at number one, going through to five, and then we'll actually be splitting five, uh, six through 10 and 11 through 15 into tiers at the end. Um, let's do it but our number one choice this was tough we actually had different choices here um, but we ended up going with Aaron Judge at number one um, this was my pick for number one Nick had uh, Ronnie who's spoiler alert number two um, yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah so uh, I went with Judge um, he didn't play the full season last year he he missed some games I think he only played 106 total um, but on a rate basis he was Excellent. He wasn't quite as good as the year previous, but how could you be uh, after that season? But, uh, you know, if he continued and played like a full 162 or, or close to it, he probably ends up around 8F4 and is in the MVP conversation. Of course, Shohei would win it in this case um, this past season anyways. But uh, I think Judge having those two back-to-back seasons, um, you know, from a rate standpoint is a good sign for him going forward. Uh, it's just can he continue to stay on the field? He did uh, last or two years ago. Last year, he mostly stayed on the field, just missed missed a bit of time. So just keeping healthy for him, because I really think um, he's got Hall of Fame potential if he can stay on the field. Yeah, um, no, no problem with with Judge at one. I think Judge and Acuna are the clear uh, top right now. Um, and it's not like a huge gap from quote unquote, tier one to tier two. Uh, but there is a gap. It, it's it's those two guys right now, especially with Mookie shifting to the infield. Yeah. If Mookie had stayed in the outfield, he would be in that tier for me as well. Um, and then there's some other guys we'll talk about in tier two where it's just like, 
injuries or consistency or defense or, you know, one knock on their game. But when you get to judge and Acuna, it's pretty clear all around. It just, you know, in judges cases, it's health and Acuna's case. It's, it's not quite consistency because he's always been good, but you know, he finally won his first MVP. Can he replicate it, you know, or is he going to drop down to that? Like, like great player, but not just a smidge under MVP candidate uh, type player, um, which I think he's in the former of those two. I, I think Acuna is obviously very good. I'm not breaking any news there. Um, but as far as the rest of the list, we have Juan Soto, Yordan Alvarez, and Corbin Carroll rounding out the top five. And I think that this is really where the discussion starts. Um, so just some background on how we do our rankings. And I know people are going to see like Juan Soto at three and call us brain dead again. Um, <laughs> how we do our rankings is Trey comes up with his list. I come up with my list. We do the averages and then that's our um, comprehensive list. But when we have a tie, as we did with Soto, Jordan and Carol, we just use career war. So in this case, Soto came in first, um, Jordan second and Corbin Carroll third. If you have Corbin Carroll third and Soto down at like seven, I, we were talking about this before we start recording. Like, I'm fine with that because I think three through eight or nine on our list are fairly interchangeable. They're all kind of in the same tier. We're just talking about one through five, six through 10, and 11 through 15, just so, you know, we can kind of keep our head on straight and keep our thoughts organized. But this is a really, really competitive group. And I have no real issues to, if your list differs. I, I think the, like the players themselves, they all deserve to be here. So if you're like, oh, Soto's not top 15, you're an idiot. Like, I just <laughs> won't believe what you're saying. Um, but I still believe in Soto. I don't think I have to do too much, you know, arguing on his behalf. Um, I think going to New York is going to be a test um, because we've seen plenty of players that are good players actually go to the Yankees and struggle. Um, just like we've seen some like no name players go to the Yankees and be really good, like AKA Matt Carpenter. Um, <laughs> but it, it, this is a good test. And for me, have obviously being a Nationals fan, having seen him in the World Series in the playoffs, Soto lives for the big moments in the bright lights. Like that's his like favorite thing. Um, and that's why he was so excited about San Diego. If you heard, heard him talk or pressers or anything like that, San Diego was like destined for a, a prime time playoff run, all that good stuff. And obviously last year was a real disappointment, disappointment for them. And I don't think it was necessarily Soto's fault. Um, was he like quite to the level that we expect? No, but five and a half ward, nine thirty OPS. And at the end of it, end of the day, he still hit 275 with 35 home runs and everyone's acting like he's overrated and terrible. And I think it's just the um, 2022 season after the trade is like still in, ingrained in people's mind, which, you know, yeah, and the like, Padres underperformance look, in general, probably. Right. Just, right. So they just yeah. attributed it to, to Soto, but like he still led the league in walks. He had a 410 on base percentage. It, it, he's fine. He's fine. Yeah, the defense is a concern, but if you throw him in left, like you're not really going to care, to be honest. If you, I mean, if you throw him in right, you know, there's an argument that he's 
uh, hurting you a little bit because typically your best uh, or your better corner outfielder is going to play right field with stronger arm and, you know, throws to third and all that stuff. Um, but if he, if Juan Soto's left fielder for the rest of his career, like it's fine. You have Kyle Schwarber playing left field. You have these absolute terrible outfielders uh, playing in the outfield because they can hit. And Soto is always going to be able to hit. He's proven that. It's insane to me that he's still only 25. I feel like he should at least be 28, 29. Yeah, him um, and Ronald are both just so young and so great. Un- unreal. Unreal. Soto definitely signed a long-term extension like Ronald did, right? <sighs> damn you okay. had to hit you had uh, to hit me with that one huh yeah i know i know yeah. trust me that that it's was already a, a bad day a, to be it was a boomerang. <laughs> yeah it was a boomerang and came back and got me too um <laughs> so yeah soto comes in at number three but he's like i said tied with Jordan and carol in our rankings i was the highest on soto i had him at three myself um trey you had corbin carol at three and then i had Jordan at five you had Jordan at four Jordan, phenomenal player just not the great greatest outfielder he's more of a dh but we're not doing dh ranking so we threw him in here um and honestly he still fits in just fine like he's not like the an outlier on this list by any means yeah definitely um and honestly his defense isn't as bad as you might expect because right. he does have a good arm he can throw some people out um mm-hmm. and also uh when he plays left field in houston it's basically like the shortest porch in left field that you can get. So he doesn't have to range that far. It's probably yeah. pretty nice for him. Doesn't have to run too much. Um, but yeah, his <laughs> bat is so elite to the point where it doesn't matter. It just doesn't Not matter. And I was trying to justify putting Soto above him. And I think you can just because Soto has more uh, experience, which is crazy. Cause like you said, he's only 25. Um, but Jordan's last two hitting seasons were just so ridiculous that I couldn't, couldn't move him uh yeah out of that fourth spot 31 home runs in 114 games like yeah. if he plays 140 games yeah he's gonna hit over 40 easily yeah and, and what's he's, crazy uh, is oh sorry, sorry i was gonna I say uh, <laughs> i was gonna say he's that dude in the playoffs oh yeah absolutely yeah. i mean the the home run off robbie ray is iconic like it dude, doesn't i mean the, there's the, like three the of hype. them though. yeah that one get the hype that uh like the joey bats home run does but it, it's it's iconic that one it's that one and then the and then he 450 dead center in the yep. in the world series obviously that's the one that uh, yep. more people probably think of but yeah that robbie ray one was really funny because everyone knew it was coming yeah literally everybody knew it was about to happen i mean it was actually crazy um but that yeah that <laughs> What's crazy is he yeah. Soto led the league in walks. Uh, I don't have it in front of me anymore. It was like 132 or something like that. So Jordan had 69 walks, so less than half. Nice. Or just just about half, maybe slightly above. Math is not my strong suit. But his on-base percentage is like exactly the same. He's a 407. Like he is so good. <laughs> he yeah, gets just on base so much. Yeah, his combination of bat-to-ball skills and power are pretty rare i mean he doesn't strike out like a power hitter and kind of insane he only finished 13th in mvp voting last year yeah i mean if he if, i think when, once he has a full season like where he's fully healthy and maybe plays half his games in the outfield then you're looking at an mvp type deal because i don't know if voters would give an mvp to a dh like a they dh won't. only they, they barely let them in the hall of fame <laughs> it's Granted, that's true. a whole different 
can of worms and a yeah. problem still. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, if he can play like, you know, half his games in left field and hit like that, he'll be in the MVP conversation. Um, and then we got Corbin Carroll who comes mm-hmm. in at five. I think I had him at three. You did. Um, just because, you know, some a lot with a lot of young guys, you're always like, you know, I want to see it again. And I understand. And I, for a lot of guys, that's the case. This is the exception for me. This, this guy, uh, I don't need to see more. I think this is what he's going to be slash. He's going to get better. Like that was his rookie year. <laughs> I mean, think about how crazy that is mm-hmm. to say, um, yeah, I think he's going to be in the MVP conversation for years. I mean, I, I can't see him exiting that with his combination of speed, power, hitting. Um, and um, his defense needs needs a bit of improvement, I will say. But they were also playing they're They don't know exactly what outfield position they want to put him in yet. So once he settles into a spot, um, I'll more I'll be more willing to judge him on on his defense. But. I really can't see him going dipping below this. I mean, he had like one semi semi bad stretch during the season and immediately broke out of that and was amazing in the playoffs at this age. I mean, it's just crazy to me that these guys come up so young now and just are this good already. Just wild stuff. But um, yeah, I'm super excited to see him and what the Diamondbacks in general can do this season. They should be a very fun team to watch. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, if you've been keeping up with these episodes, you kind of know where I stand on Corp and Carroll. I just need to see one more just just to be sure this is a business decision. I'm not going to overreact <laughs> and, you know, go crazy on, on a one hit wonder. And I don't think he is a one hit wonder. But again, this is a business decision. I just want to be sure of that. All right. Uh, let's move on to six through 10 uh, coming in at number six. We have Fernando Tatis Jr. Who, before I rattle off the, the rest of the list, I, I just want to say he, he's not on watch for me. I, I still think he's very good. And he kind of transitioned seamlessly to the outfield. Um, he has the arm for it. And honestly, he's probably better suited at right field than shortstop, even if Xander Bogarts wasn't there. Um, but I was kind of impressed of how well he transitioned to the outfield. Obviously won a gold glove, even though that's more of an offensive award nowadays than anything. Um, but he, he wasn't great last year offensively. Like we can just put that out there. It's not like a, um, a frowned upon thing to to say, (laughs) right, exactly. Um, that being said, I, I think he'll bounce back. Obviously he's had some off field stuff and some injuries. So, um, maybe it's like a sort of second year bump for him in, in some respects. So um, I think he's just going to be, he's going to be just fine, but we can acknowledge that last year was not his best. Uh, number seven, Julio Rodriguez, number eight, Mike Trout, number nine, Kyle Tucker, and number 10, Luis Robert. Um, so I was the highest on Tatis. I had him four. Uh, just because with how well he did in the outfield defensively and knowing what he is capable offensively, I he's like my pick to jump back into or jump into that tier with Judge and Acuna. Yeah, I love that. Um, so like it just obviously putting it all together now, but of this kind of second tier three through eight, like Tatis is my favorite to make that that jump and be a consistently top three outfielder so that's why i had him at four but you had him at eight so what are your thoughts on tatis yeah i mean it's kind of the same thing um 
just like what what is he now going forward um because like the bat just wasn't his level of play in 21 was pretty ridiculous so he was quite a bit under that in terms of of his batting last year but if there is one player um from this tier that that has the best chance to jump up and even maybe win an MVP mm-hmm. is probably Tatis because he has that ceiling and yep. man, whoever decided to put him in right field, just round of applause, a raise. Yeah, round probably. of applause because uh, yeah. I mean, he was built for that position. It's it's, it makes so much more sense for him to play there than at short um, mm-hmm. to me. So I, I absolutely love that. And, I think that he could absolutely move. I think you're totally spot on there that he's the best chance to move back in that top five. I also think our number eight pick could possibly jump back in the top five. The only problem is he's never on the field anymore. And that's Mike Trout. Yeah, this is, this is definitely the toughest ranking of any of these players for me um, because he's Mike Trout and he's one of the best <laughs> yeah. players to ever play the game. And yet he's still has to arguably in. the the best player of all time. It's, arguably. It's like yeah. I think Shohei uh, comfortably has that now, but he's still arguably the best player of all time. Like in terms of pure talent, I don't it, it's it's tough to argue especially with his not even you know, talent like, a, like individual accomplishments too. Like yeah. he is unreal. Yeah. Sorry, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it just like kind of breaks my heart to have to put him down this this far, but he just he's played Feels wrong. He's played a third of a of a season twice, basically, uh, in the last three years, and that's that's not his fault. It's yeah. it just happens to be like if you can't play, eventually you have to get put back, put down a little bit, just because other guys are put down on the field. That's, <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. We don't have to shoot him. I'm just kidding. Old Yeller. It's not old Yeller. Don't worry. He's not that. He's not that old. He doesn't have rabies. Um, but yeah, no, it's so, yeah, if if he plays a full season and is Mike Trout again, then he'll jump right back up. It's, it's just, can he stay on the field? That's, that's pretty much it. Um, oh yeah, I was going to go, I was was just going to, he, he's played in 290 games out of a possible 546 in the last four years. So it's, it's concerning to say the least. And that's something I meant to bring up with judge. Like Trout's entering age 32, Judge is entering age 32. Yeah. So, and especially with Judge's size, like he's just a big body, more prone to injury because he's a bruiser and all this stuff. Um, so that this is something to, to watch. But yeah, with Trout, he's still in his prime. I think he can have an MVP type season still, but it's a matter of staying on the field. Yeah. And then we had uh Julio Rodriguez sandwiched in between those two. Um, I mean, J Rod's the man, everyone. I think everyone likes J-Rod at this point. Um, yeah. He's an all-around great player. And I think I had him at five. And you, you had, had him, him at five. I had him at eight. Yeah. And I, it, again, it like this is just like they're interchangeable at this point mm-hmm. um, besides the, the top two. So Julio at seven, it makes sense to me. And um, I'm excited to see him and the Mariners because they made a ton of weird moves this offseason. And I just kind of want to see how that's going to operate. Um. It felt like a, <laughs> I don't mean to go into Mariners tangent, but it felt like a litany of like lateral moves. 
Like they, I, yeah. they made a lot of trades to like confuse people, but it's like almost the same team in a lot of it respect. Definitely confused me. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're like head and shoulders above last year's team. Yeah, so. I think I think a key as well is is him getting off to a better start because it, he as as J Rod goes, the Mariners go. I think that we can yeah. agree with that because when he was hit, getting four hit games every week, they were winning. And when he was striking out a lot in the beginning of the season, they weren't. And so um, if he can get off to a better start, that's going to help them and just stay consistent throughout because uh, him and that starting pitching staff are basically the key for that team making the playoffs, I think. Yeah, for J-Rod, it's it's a little bit of show me one more, even though his 2022 season w- was still great. Um, I'm just trying to figure out where his ceiling is right now. Mm-hmm. I I think because like Corbin Carroll, for instance, obviously uh, a year in change in terms of MLB experience, but like the the highs that Corbin Carroll hit in half a season last year were insane, um, like Ronald Acuna level, MVP conversation level, and Julio has done that in spurts. What he had like sixteen hits in a series or something like that. Yeah. Um, so so it's definitely there. I'm just trying to figure out how high it goes. Like, is he going to jump into that top three or is he just going to comfortably be in this five to 10 range for the foreseeable future? I could see both outcomes. Yeah. Um, It's mostly consistency as well. He just has to uh, stay consistent throughout the full season. Yeah. I would like to see the strikeout percentage. It did drop uh, like just over a percentage from 22 to 23. I would like to see it come down a little bit more walk rate increase just a little bit more. I don't need him to to walk like Soto level or anything like that, but just a little bit more. Like let's even out that that K to to walk ratio a little bit better. Um, and I, I think that's really gonna help him. But 32 home runs and 103 RBIs, 37 stolen bases, like this this guy does it all. So I, I again tier based. It, it's not like I have Julio so much lower than a guy like Tatis or Carroll or anything like that. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yeah, and then we have a uh, rounding out this tier, Kyle Tucker and Luis Robert. And um mm-hmm. different different ways that they got here, I, I would say Kyle Tucker's been pretty consistently great for the last yep, you know, five years almost. Almost um, forgotten a little bit. Yeah, he kind of gets overlooked. Altuve and Bregman and Jordan and obviously all the other guys they've had there. Yeah. Um, I was a little disappointed with his defense. Hopefully he'll be able to bounce back from that because he's been a pretty solid defender in his career, but last year wasn't the best, but everything else, uh, he does well, he steals bases, walks, doesn't strike out, hits for power, pretty much mm-hmm. anything you want he can do. Um, right. and then Luis Roberts, 
yep. Uh, Luis Robert at number 10 was kind of like the guy we were just waiting for. Like we just were kind of waiting to see it for a full season because we kind of were expecting that this talent level was here. Um, right. And everyone was it. What? Not just us. Uh, and it finally happened. He broke out fully, almost 40 home runs. Um, and he played great defense. Uh, he's a good base runner. Really, the only concern is that K rate, which is always been high with him and kind of seems like it's going to stay there. Uh, but if he can, you know, pump 40 homers as a center fielder, then I don't think anyone's really going to care. Uh, but we just have to make sure that he can continue to sustain that because, uh, you know, this was the first time he really sustained Stayed this for a full field. year. Like he he did this for for part partial seasons where he had some injuries um, but this was the, f- he actually played 145 games. So that, that was, that was a big step for him. Yeah. Um, for both these guys, like K rate jumps out to me. Uh, Kyle Tucker has decreased his in every single year. He's been a professional baseball player and now has a walk percentage that's higher than his K rate. And while sustaining power numbers, which is fantastic. And Luis Robert, um, I, like you said, stayed healthy for this full year, put up great numbers, but his K rates near 30. Um, so it's just, it, it jumped up almost 10% from 22 to 23 granted li- limited sample size in 22, but just something to keep an eye on the, the talent is clearly there. Um, I had him at 10, you had him at 11, so, which I think is about right because like his ceiling is still very high. It's just, again, trying to figure out where he's going to ultimately end up. Um, but if he can stay healthy, then obviously he's going to get an opportunity to cut down on his K rate and, and things like that. Uh, but it was just such a, a huge jump um, in the strikeout number. And he, he never really walked much, which again, is not like a, a terrible thing if you're putting up 40 home runs, but you know, if you're a, a boom bust strikeout or home run guy, it makes it a little bit tough to, to bear through sometimes it's a little yeah, bit of a roller consistent. coaster. So yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Moving on to 1115. As we round out our top 15 outfielders, number 11, we have Adalas Garcia, number 12, Cody Bellinger, number 13, Michael Harris, the second, um, 14, Brandon Nimmo and 15, Randy Arozarena. Um, so Adalas Garcia, obviously the big playoff performance. Uh, I think that really solidified him in a lot of people's minds, but he also had like a, a good season. I, I think that kind of got overlooked because he didn't hit for like a high average or anything like that, but he still put up the, the great power numbers that obviously were on display in the playoffs, 39 home runs, 107 RBIs in route to a world series championship. He strikes out a lot too, which I just feel like mentioning not to beat a dead horse on this topic, but just to kind of be a little bit more fair um, defense w- was solid, but, the offense really is what sets them apart here. Late bloomer. And apparently if you get a castaway outfielder from the Cardinals, that's like your franchise player. Yeah. Uh, everyone should be looking to uh, implore that strategy. So to, uh, buy Lane Thomas stock is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, uh, running at number 16, Lane Thomas. Yeah. Um, Adolis basically had the same season as Luis Robert, um, except that he walks more. So I'm a little bit more hopeful that he'll be more consistent. Doesn't have the stolen base um, like Luis Robert does. But, um, you know, they had very similar seasons and they both hit almost 40 homers. They're both really fun outfielders. Makes sense that they're back to back on this list. Um, And then, yeah, my my most interesting candidate in this section is obviously Cody Bellinger. 
Mm -hmm. because he's weird. His career is weird. Very. You look at his. You look at his his trajectory here, and it's not normal, uh, to say the least. So, uh, you know, he went from an MVP to one of the worst players in baseball to an All Star again. So, what is he? I'm willing to bet that he's actually good a little bit, Agreed. and 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 I think that he'll he has somewhat figured it out because he didn't hit in exactly the same way. That, that he was before he actually changed up his hitting style to be a bit more contact centric and it helped him. Um, so I like that. He's, he's shown that he can make adjustments and that's, that's a big deal for me personally. Um, so I, I like to, to have him in that top 15 and uh, wishing yeah. him the best. I hope he can continue to play well. Yeah. Wherever we'll, he ends we'll up, where, he's still a free agent. Yeah. I was going to say, I'll, we'll see where he ends up uh, hopefully yeah. in Washington. Um, so, yeah, it, it's just very odd. Um, but you said you were willing to bet that he's a, a pretty good player. I agree. Uh, I think like the, the arguments people say for uh, to not sign Cody Bellinger is like, oh, he has very soft contact rates. And, you know, if you look back at his 2019 season, um, you know, his barrel rates and hard contact and exit below, like they're all near the top of the league. It was last year. He had a great year, but like all of those were in the bottom quarter of the league. So it's just like, who is this player? And I, I get the hesitation because those are two very opposite ends of the spectrum and, and extreme that you just don't feel comfortable with giving a, a long-term deal to. So I, it's not a huge surprise to me that he's still unsigned, just knowing how the free agent market shakes out in baseball a lot of the time. Um, but that being said, I, I'm still comfortable having him as a foundational piece. Like he plays multiple positions at, at a high level. He wasn't as great last year. Um, and who knows what might've been going on there, but he, he he's like above average defensively. He really cut down on the strikeout numbers, which you mentioned. He's a con more of a contact hitter hit above three Oh, uh, 300 for a three Oh seven average highest of his career. Great on base, three fifty six, five twenty five slug. Uh, I mean, if he's a 25 home run kind of guy and plays multiple positions, keeps his strikeout percentage below 20%, like this, this is a top 15 outfielder. And if you're in top 15 outfielder, you deserve to be paid. So yeah, he, he's definitely an interesting candidate, but I think the 21, 22 stint on the Dodgers is more of an outlier than than who he actually is. I think injuries and just maybe just external internal pressure got to him there. And now that he's new, new situation and maybe another new situation, if he doesn't resign with Chicago, uh, he can kind of settle in a little bit more than having, you know, the weight of an entire franchise on you because like with the Dodgers, and this is more of the, the mental aspect. Like if you don't win the world series, you're choke artists. Like look at Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw is probably like the, He's in the, the conversation, best the ever. best pitcher of all time. <laughs> and like people hate on him because of the, the playoff performance. Like, and that's how it is with every Dodgers player. Like Mookie Betts, one of the best outfit or not outfit, but players in baseball. They're like, oh, well, look at, he was 0 for 11 last year at the playoffs. It's just like, if you don't win in LA, you're, you're nothing. So yeah. I, I can get why you might struggle there. <laughs> um, so I, I think Cody Bellinger is just fine. Is my point. So yeah, uh, agree I, with I, you there. I actually um the last last point on Bellinger was I was wondering um will he take a one year deal 
because I, doubt it. I, I also doubt it, but I was thinking because nothing's materialized. Do you do an, do you prove it again and then get even more of a payday at, afterwards? If you do it twice, then you're like, well, look at that. I did it twice. Now you have to pay me. Um, probably not going to yeah. happen. That was just a thought that I had. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, if last year wasn't, I mean, he was, he was good last year. He was an all-star. Like if he had ended really poorly or had gotten hurt, then yeah, maybe. Um, but I, I think he'll hold out and he's not getting 300 million, which is probably what Boris is shooting for, but he could get a long-term deal. I mean, shoot, the, the Giants will sign anyone with a pulse that wants to play there. Like, I am shocked <laughs> he's already not a San Francisco Giant. Yeah, that, that um, does make sense as a, as a good fit. Although they sure. just signed Jorge Soler. Uh, we didn't they did. That's that. right. That happened at like 2 a.m. the other night. Yeah, yeah. I think like <laughs> on the night the Super Bowl was being played. Yeah, too, I mean, so. yeah, thanks, guys. Just, yeah, really got, one really got buried there. Knows. Number 13, Michael Harris II, uh, another prominent young star for the braves just uh another embarrassment one. of riches <laughs> yep um I, I don't have much to say on him i don't think he's ever going to be to the level of acuna or have the ascension that like austin riley did but he is a very very solid and capable player and i, I kind of like he plays a great defense great center field like a what comfortably above average offensively Maybe not crazy power numbers, but man, it's just it's crazy how the Braves have turned out turned out this young talent. And Michael Harris, he's going to get overlooked just with who's on his team. But he is very, very good and might be a little low. But that's just because there's so many good outfielders, especially when you combine the three positions like we we did here. I know this is it. Actually, hurts seeing some of these guys. Like I'm like. Damn, yeah, Billy's Garcia is number 11. Yeah, and I'm like, but he has to be because all these other guys, yeah, yeah. so where else are you gonna put him? Yeah, I, I agree. I think, um, his uh, his offensive ceiling isn't as high as some of those other guys. Um, I, I, you know, I a 115 WRC plus, I could see him getting to like a 130 in a, in a good year, um, but nothing really much higher than that. But everything else, I mean, <laughs> I think this guy might be the scariest center field arm out there uh there's a specific yeah, yeah, yeah. specific throw he made against the nationals yep. where he guns down it all Luis well. garcia from mm-hmm. narnia i don't even know how he made like this throw was <laughs> unbelievable unbelievable throw i had, had thought he had no chance gunned him it was crazy so defensively he is elite and i can see him being a multi-time gold glover out there um yep for sure and and I, and he's got the the speed as well uh to be a stolen base threat i'd like to actually see him run a little bit more uh i think that he's capable of of being not to acuna's level or anything but 40 stolen bases i think he could do it um mm-hmm. especially with today's rules yeah with the new rules yeah definitely um so yeah i like him unfortunately he's on the braves <laughs> so it just like kind of hurts um and then number four about many of their players yeah number 14 is uh your favorite player mr brandon nimmo that you love um I left him off my list. Yeah. Just out of spite. <laughs> just out of spite. Yeah. I mean, I think it's fair. He's like right around this area. Um, he's just been consistently solid for the last three seasons. So I felt like he deserved a spot in the top 15. Um, it will be interesting, though, because he's moving to, to left field, which can 
I mean, regardless, uh, 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 that's going to hurt your defense just because it's, you know, the, uh, what's the I mean, Harrison Bader is playing center. Yeah. So. I was, I was, I was trying to think of a, what's the word I'm looking for. Oh my God. The defensive spectrum where you, you lose. Wow. I can't think I, of it. I have no idea what you're trying to say. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to think of the right term that I know. And it's just blanking. Anyways. Um, you know how a DH gets penalized for being a DH and a center fielder, uh, even if they're a bad center like fielder, the, the, gets... the uh, perceived value. Yeah. So, what the heck so is the term? Yeah. I know it. I can't think <laughs> I'm blanking on the spot. Yeah, I don't know the um, term, but I, I kind of know what you're saying now. Yeah, so he, he's going to be negatively impacted in that way. However, it, it's supposed to be easier to play left field and center, so maybe he'll it'll kind of even out in that in that. He way. wasn't great in center last year. No, like, he was he fine, wasn't. but he wasn't great. But he used to be terrible, and he's improved to be like somewhat okay. And I think that's valiant in itself. Um, but if you want to talk about the next guy who's a little bit more fun for you, go ahead. <laughs> uh yeah number 15 randy rosarena as previously mentioned and listen if you look at the surface stats if you're just a box score watcher like he's not gonna like jump out on you but man randy rosarena just has grit and that's really all i can say about it and i know that's not the most analytical breakdown when you're doing a, a top 10 top 15 list um and the defense needs some work like it, it i had it's going in the wrong direction <laughs> yeah um but like, if he was on my team, he, I I would love him. Like, you it just you want this like, guy on your playoff roster, right? It <laughs> it just feels like he's the like he's the running back you you turn to when you need like four hard earned yards. Like that that's the the comp I have for Randy Rosario. Positional uh, adjustment was the term yeah. I was looking for for so long. Ah. There we go. There we go. I'm glad Jesus. we just got to the bottom of that. Sorry to interrupt. Um, no, you're good. Uh, so Randy Rose are in it. Listen, we're at 15. I think there's plenty of honorable mentions, as I mentioned before. Like when you're combining positions, there's going to be some uh, deserving candidates left off. So if you have, you know, someone else, uh, like I know you had Nolan Jones, for instance. I had Brian Reynolds. Um, I know Dalton Warshow was in high consideration for me as a bounce back. James Altman had a really good rookie year. Yeah. Um, like Stephen Kwan is in a lot of people's lists. So, you know, th th there's a couple of guys that have strong arguments. And if you put them ahead of Randy, that's that's perfectly fine. R like, I, I think you have to include playoff performance in these just like i believe playoff stats should count towards your career stats i i get that changes a lot of outcomes that's just me um i i think playoff stats should count or at least be weighed heavier than they are currently um so i like randy a lot he's a gritty player he's a fun player to watch he goes all out and uh you know I, I hope he winds up at a national someday, but yeah, he, he's super solid and another Cardinals cast off. Yeah. Another one. Uh, and I I'm expecting the slug to go up. Uh, he only slugged 425, which is kind of, that's pretty low for him. So I think, yeah, I think he's going to go back up in the slugging. And yeah, I had Nolan Jones as my honorable mention. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, he, he was good. Just, last thought year. I'd, just thought I'd throw that in there. <laughs> Yeah, he, he was good last year, so no no issues there. Love me some no um, 
Yeah. And then, like I mentioned, there's just a, a bunch of bounce back candidates. Like I really like Brian Reynolds. I think Dalton Varsho is going to get a second year bump with the Blue Jays. Uh, he's already one of the best, if not the best uh, out or like defensive outfielder there is. Um, and like you, you mentioned Nolan Jones, like th- there's a couple of guys that could just easily find their way. Say into Suzuki had a great uh, yeah. ending to the season that could, you know, that momentum could help him. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple guys. I mean, listen, he was terrible, like average wise last year. But if someone throws Kyle Schwarber in here, it's just like, I mean, his impact to the team is massive. So I get it. I wouldn't have him there yeah, personally. He's, he, he's just, a, I'm he, just saying. He has my favorite stat line of any player last year, <laughs> yeah. uh, for sure. Just it's just absolute. Yeah. It's pure. It makes hilarity. no sense. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, that the meme that runs around on Twitter, it's like, oh, uh, Olivia Rodrigo was born the same day, like the Berlin Wall fell. I don't know if that's the exact one, but it's like, oh, welcome back, Berlin Wall or whatever. It's like if Adam Dunn died and that was the same day that Kyle Schwarber was born, it's like, oh, welcome back, Adam Dunn. Welcome back. Like, that's kind of how, how it feels. <laughs> yeah. So it, yeah, it just, no, he definitely had an Adam Dunn season lines. last year. It's great. Yeah he's just as bad defensively. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could tell you that he was that the only guy to that be a permanent DH. He was the, that was the only defensive season that even approached those Adam Dunyers in DC. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yep. So that is our top 15 list. Next week, we get into the real conversation with the top 10 starting pitchers. And I think we're going to rattle off our top 10 relief pitchers in that same episode. We won't spend as much time with the relief pitchers. Um, if you've been following us for a couple of years, it, it's just, it's a good conversation, but the relievers are so volatile and they change from year to year outside of the one or two staples that you would come to expect. Um, so we'll, we'll do pitchers all together next episode, but we'll definitely spend more time in the, the top 10 starters, which honestly look a lot different than in yeah. years past. It's going to be the, a fun starting, conversation. Yeah, the old guard of the starting pitchers has certainly, you know, changed or, or they're, they're still around, but they're they're not quite the same as they were. So it's a good conversation to have with some of the young and, and uh, impressive arms that, that we see around baseball. So be sure to check this out. Um, and after that, we get into kind of our season preview stuff, which is always a good time. And I can't wait to do that. So looking forward to it. But be sure to check us out. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts, so Apple, Spotify, our iHeartRadio, of course, be sure to check out our YouTube page where the video episodes are posted as well, and be sure to subscribe everywhere. Check us out on TikTok at District Baseball and on Twitter at District BSB. Trey, how do you think we did? Are we uh, brain dead today? Um, I mean, this is this was hard. Debatable. This yeah. was hard, man. This I mean, I, I don't think this is a lose-lose list. Like, doesn't Someone's matter. Someone's gonna what we see do. just the graphic and have such a strong reaction yeah, that the, Trout is eight or whatever he ended up being. Yeah, when it's it's just we brutal. kind of explained why it's brutal because of that fact right there. It's yeah. just like it it just hurts to put some of these guys low or leave them off because there's so many great players. So, but you know what? We got to do it. It's got to be done. Somebody the has season to. Has to happen. So. <laughs> Somebody has to. Yep. That's our cross to bear. So, <laughs> yep. Cool. Well, we appreciate you guys listening. Like I said, we will be back next week. You should follow us everywhere at reverse to ours. Two S's at the coach moose. 
Spring training's here. Baseball is so close to being back, and we cannot wait. Until next time, see you guys.